broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, behind the mask hockey shops, present College Hockey Southwest Live from March 6th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, the radio voice of the Denver Pioneers, Jay Stickney. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your local center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com, whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Two locations in Arizona, six in Colorado. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile, get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Buy Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Buy summer skates. Whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And buy Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next stay at drurryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is College Hockey Southwest Live. This is our Sunday night staple, where Paul Hornstein and myself talk to you about what happened this past weekend in NCAA hockey. Scott Strandy with you tonight in beautiful, snowy, centennial Colorado. My co-host, as always, the aforementioned Paul Hornstein, out from 10 feet below sea level on Long Island, New York. The, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, it's not snowing here, so that's good. Yeah, we get uh, it like every every two hours. We get like a snow squall for a half hour, and it gives like two inches, and then it quits. And then two inches, and it quits. <laughs> Listen, I, bizarre. No, thank you. Bizarre. Um, no, thank you. Um, I keep trying to time this right so that I can get in just as I'm announcing the names because I don't want to hear my own voice. I hate that. I got to listen to the report. <laughs> Oh well, I love my voice as raspy well, as it we can know get. That. <laughs> as raspy as I can be, I'm here live. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, you and Marilyn. Let's just get you to sing "Happy Birthday." Uh, I'm not even gonna try. I'm not even gonna try. All Why right. Not? Uh, 
we got a great guest, and I'm not going to mess around very long tonight, Paul, because I'm going to bring him on Boy. because uh, when we have a guest, I hate having our guests wait. I want them to come on and, and start talking hockey with us. And tonight, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to bring on the voice of the Denver Pioneers, a guy that's been around the program for a long, long time and knows a lot about what happens uh, with the Pioneers. Jay Stickney's going to join us in just about two minutes. But uh, before we get to that, uh, Arizona State, the week off as they prepare for their final series of the season in Oceanside against uh, LIU this coming weekend. Right, I heard that's um, Jay's favorite building outside of Magnus. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask him about that when he comes on. Just give me a second. Uh, and then I'm also, I'm also going to uh, say that, of course, the Air Force Falcons have enjoyed a week off and healed some bumps and bruises and are prepared to come see you and the uh, the uh, West Point Army Black Knights uh, next weekend to start a best-of-three series in Atlantic hockey. And then, without any further ado, what a weekend right here in Colorado between Colorado College and Denver. Uh, the games were not as uh, we had hoped on the ice, but uh, Denver did what they needed to do to secure the Penrose Cup. I'm going to ask Jay in a minute, um, how come it's not just Denver's Cup? Because... Uh, let me see. You have a better record in the conference, 18-6-0. You've got a better record uh, than North Dakota overall, 25-8-1. Um, how come? How come there's not uh, – uh, I don't I don't get it. Michael Michael explained it to me last night. And Michael Weissman. And you weren't listening. And, uh, and I still don't get it. He said, they're going to get the number one seed. What do you care? I said, because if they got the number one seed, aren't they the champion? <laughs> Well, anyway, I if can, you got a tiebreaker, you I understood it. You okay, clearly if you did. have the tiebreaker and it puts you to the number one seed, then does that not make you the champion? Um. Okay. I don't make said. those definitions. You have to talk. <laughs> that, that's that is the way Josh Fenton and the and the athletic directors <laughs> decided to. I know. I know. Anyway, I I don't have anything to say. North Dakota's got a Penrose Cup. Denver's got a Penrose Cup. Let's not wait any longer. Let's bring on the voice of Pioneer Hockey, Mr. Jay Stickney. Jay, Scott, and Paul with you tonight. How are you, my friend? I am good. How are you guys doing? Uh, We're. uh, I'm enjoying some snow in Denver. Well, Imagine I mean, that. you, you kind of went right into it. I mean, you moved like right before like a massive blizzard, if I remember. Yeah, I was uh, I was here during the massive blizzard of uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I, I got a few after work, that. We had to work that weekend. I remember that. Exactly. Okay, before we dig into this, Jay, uh, Paul, Paul alluded to it before, but um, your second favorite rink that we know of in NCAA hockey is Oceanside, where you wear the concussion helmet. Oh my goodness! It is. You're, it's never a dull moment. I mean, anything <laughs> horrific could happen at any time, um, and uh, you know, as, as needed. I mean, it feels like you're literally in a freezer. Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, I can't. I can't wait to go to the new rink because I mean, it, it couldn't be more. I, I'm assuming polar opposite as to what's going on, and I think I think it's it's great because it's so totally different than any other rink that we try to broadcast from <laughs> that's the understatement of the year <laughs> well, yeah listen, you know what as 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 the coach says uh this allowed them the time to build a program and uh, raise the money for a rink so uh we make fun of it because it's 
as an ASU alum, we make fun of it because it's ours, but uh, uh, there is a certain amount of appreciation uh, that it helped build the program too. So, Well, absolutely. Wasn't it year three or year four that ASU made the national tournament? Yep, I mean, exactly. And they would have made it in the COVID year, too, before that ended. But, uh, yeah, lots of Yeah, I mean, ASU and Penn State are two of the, you know, huge success stories as far as, you know, programs that have joined and had, uh, you know, almost instant success. Although I think Penn State already had a brand new arena waiting for them. And a conference. <laughs> and a conference, yeah. yeah. And a conference, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, Enough of the small talk. Let's get into the real seriousness about the Denver Pioneers because you've been around this program for a long time. You know a lot about what's happened. Um, Before we start digging directly into what's happened, did you happen to see what Rico Blasi did at uh, St. Thomas on Friday night? Um, I I, I did not see specifically what he did. I just saw that they almost beat Minnesota State. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, let me give you two words. George Gwazdecki. Oh, he, he went for a walk. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he, went, he went for a nice walk on the pond. Not quite, but he uh, he got the referee's attention by banging some sticks against the wall and the boards. Uh, it's a classic. You got to get on Twitter and see it before. Uh, but that's the first thing that came to my head, Jay, was George Guazdecki. Oh, yeah. No, uh, that's great. Of course, of course, you know, with it, what you, you – but played for, for George, and he was George's assistant for so long, so it would make a lot of sense. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why it came to my head. <laughs> uh, okay. So explain this one to me first. Um, I'm going to read you two sets of records. One belongs to Denver, one to North Dakota. I've, you probably heard it earlier when we opened, but North Dakota uh, in conference, 17-6-1-1-1-1. Uh, Denver, 18-6-0-0-1-0. Overall records, North Dakota 22-12-1, Denver 12-8-1, equal points on the season at 53-53. and 53. Why are there two Penrose Cups? You know, it's uh, it always comes down to the West Palm Beach voters. Yep, doesn't it always? <laughs> it's always about Florida, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, I think that's that's exactly what happened. No, I, uh, You know, the, the thing I thought was, hey, North Dakota beat Denver twice, so – they're going to get the head-to-head. And then it was ex- explained to me the day uh, after Friday night's game, actually, that um, no, because they only played two games and Denver didn't have a shot at, at Magnus, that like essentially those two games were null and void on the head-to-head. Um, so it makes sense after that. As far as sharing the trophy, I remember when DU and CC did that years ago, and there's always a tough custody battle. I think you get it like every other week or every other month. <laughs> well, do they have to alternate weekends too, or? <laughs> and I think you have to clean it uh, before oh, you give it, it to the other team it. again. That's going to be the harder part. Um, Jay, yeah, the, class, strange. the classic part of it was they have two Penrose Cups, and Michael Michael Weissman presented them both, one on Friday night in Omaha, and of course the one we both both witnessed uh, Saturday night at Magnus. So. Uh, it, it, it's classic, but anyway, number one. Seed one of them has got. Years. One of them's got to be the knockoff, right? Like one of them's got to be like, <laughs> made out of aluminum foil or something. Well, the way Michael was trying to to get that one out on the ice at Magnus, I think we got the real one here in Denver. That would make sense, being that their office is in Colorado Springs. Yeah, that. 
Uh, that's the way I would look at it. Um, yeah. But of course, that'll be a battle now too. Do we get to switch cups? Do we have to rotate yeah. the cups? Uh, how how are we going to do this? Who gets to put their name on top? Who gets to put their name to the left? This will be fun. No, I I get it. I mean, I it's always so strange. Like you guys were saying, like why is Denver the one seed and then you split a cup or? But yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, in the sense that uh, you know, you it, it's essentially a tie. You should at least get 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 the cup since you can't play two teams at the same time. But I think at the end of the day, um, for both teams, it, it really was probably, you know, third, fourth, or fifth on their to-do list. Yeah. Well, okay, I don't think Jay. there's any question about it. And um, the, 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 the fact of the matter is that uh, I don't want to play either one of these teams the way they're, you know, right now. Or, you know, we get to the regional and Denver's going to have essentially home ice. And well, they will unless they play North Dakota and they bring half the state. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> uh, whoever plays North Dakota never has home ice. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, and that and that could still happen. Um, Good. you know, depending on how the pairwise falls and uh, how the next games go. I mean, it's a potential. And I think, you know, in in my twenty two years, I you know, going back to the WCHA, it was like they loved to. Uh, there was never a time where they didn't put two of those teams or two of the NCHC teams in the same region if they could help it. And so I think, yes, Denver is, is likely going to be a, a one seed, uh, pot, you know, even possibly two in Loveland. Um, but definitely either North Dakota, Western Michigan, Duluth, St. Cloud, one of those two teams, one of those teams will, I would almost bet the farm will be in Loveland, uh, with Denver. Well, especially if you have it right now, uh, where there's not a lot of movement because five, six, and seven in the pairwise is Western North Dakota and St. Cloud. So it's, yeah, it's I, I think the, no the hockey gods would love to send North Dakota and Minnesota um, somewhere together. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. obviously one of uh, not only one of college hockey's oldest and most bitter rivals, and and obviously geographic, you know, neighbors, uh, if you will. And I, I can. I, I bet if they can that they're going to try to keep those two teams together if one's a four and one's a five. Uh, I'm not sure what happens if it gets a little bit more spread out than that. Yeah, well, I'm, listen, we, we know that the NCAA is not above doing that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they usually do a good job protecting the, the top two seeds. Um, after that, it can be pretty much all over the place. Okay, Jay, I don't know if you were like me this whole week, but but I was kind of sweating it out because I did not want to see Denver and CC. I know Denver's dominated CC, but, man, you're asking them to do it six times in the season, and I know they've done it before and CC's done it before, but um, I was kind of hoping that wouldn't happen, and now I'm a little nervous about Miami coming here. What were your thoughts about uh, first-round opponents for the Pioneers? Well, you know, what's strange is um, I missed the Miami trip uh, due to uh, the COVID um, situation. I, I tested positive um, a few days before the trip, so I actually didn't go on that trip. So I watched the game uh, on NCHC like like most people here in Denver. And, um, you know, my, my goodness, I mean, Miami not only uh, had every opportunity to win the first game, but but really very, very tight game the second game as well. 
Um, and it was strange. After St. Cloud absolutely eviscerated Miami, they've been kind of a different team since then. It was, it was almost like a, a big wake-up call. And, um, you know, they, they're going to be a, they're going to be a tough out. And I agree with you, uh, especially as a broadcaster. You know, I, I didn't want to do another two or three games against CC. Well, I sit here and, and, and I look at it, at it from this perspective. Um, I get uh, two matchups now that I think are much more interesting uh, as I look at it. Uh, I, I think Denver is definitely in CC's head a little bit. Um, whereas I watched, you know, as I've watched the series this year, it, it, since Colorado College hasn't scored until late yesterday, basically. Right. Um, it, it almost seemed like once Denver got those first goals, that those games were, were done. And in these games with Miami, when you have that goalie, that makes every game up for grabs. Yeah, you know, and that's sort of the sort of playoff hockey is, is you get a, a hot goalie that steals you a game or two and changes the whole dynamic. You know, Paul brought it up. I was going to ask it a little later on in the conversation, but um, Matty Davis, man, oh, man, that that kid is something else. Uh, Denver's got a great one for a long time, but um, how tempting now is it going to be for Coach Carl to uh, have a battle for a goaltender, or do you think this is locked down Magnus's tournament to win? Yeah, my, my gut tells me it, it's going to be Magnus the rest of the way. Um, now – you know, he's had some games that, that he's really struggled. He might have a, a little bit of a, a quicker, you know, pull than normally if he's having a tough game. Um, but I, I really think that, that they're going to go with Corona the rest of the way and and uh, try to – and especially when it gets into that one-and-done world, uh, I think that's, that's going to be their choice. Um, but, again, you know, if, if Corona comes out – in a game and, and gives up, you know, four or five goals in the first two periods. I, I don't, I can see him easily getting pulled. Yeah. I, uh, go ahead, Paul. No, I just was going to say that um, uh, this team uh, was, has been very good at home all year and, and, and struggled early in the season on the road. Was there a, a, a game where you said, I think this has finally clicked, where they where they started playing better on the road too? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, they kind of got the, I guess, the proverbial monkey off their back, you know, after that, that four-game skid against Providence, Boston College, and then the, the two at North Dakota. And I, you know, off the top of my head, I'm, I, I'm not sure what that, what that trip was. Um, might have been Duluth, um, well, but the, that was. Duluth, but they're a much better team this year, at least the way that it shakes out than ASU. But even a, even the ASU, I mean, they they play so hard against Denver, and especially that first game. I thought both games against ASU were were really physical, and it's sometimes even dirty. Um, so it's almost like they've already kind of built in a rivalry without even being in the same conference. Right. Um, and. Um, but yeah, I, I do remember Coach Carl saying after the ASU uh, game Friday, and, he, and even after the end of the weekend, that it, you know, it was a really big test to to finally get some confidence on the road, especially since the last time uh, they were at Oceanside Arena. You know, they lost that first game yep. uh, pretty easily. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's absolutely true. I want to ask you something about the start of the season because last year, Jay, when when the pod was announced, I said, "Oh my goodness, this is not going to be good for Denver." And everybody no. said, "Why? Why?" And I said, "Because from what I know of Coach Carl, he loves the I'll call it preseason non-conference um, matchup to start building into the conference and to not get that." Uh, and then jump right into conference play with some really good opponents right away. Uh, I just didn't feel like they ever got their legs underneath them. This year, completely different because uh, the guys came in together to start working out in the summertime and and doing their workouts with uh, strength and conditioning coach, and, um, and they look like a team from the start. Yeah, one of the, the, the great ironies about the success of this year's team is they most likely wouldn't have had Bobby Brink back had he had a good season last year. You know, not even a great year, but just a good year. I'm, I'm very confident the Flyers would have taken him. Um, but because he struggled, um, he came back and he's kind of been on a man on a mission ever since and has turned into, you know, one of the best players in college hockey. So how much do you think that uh, gathering – uh, and, and Coach Carl told me this a couple different times, is that when I've asked him about guys that are former pioneers, uh, Troy Terry, of course, and Logan O'Connor jump out. But when I asked about them, he said, hey, our guys scrimmaged against them this summer, and uh, they realized that uh, Troy Terry's for real, and they had to step their game up if they were going to keep up. Uh, how much does that team bonding, if you will, in the offseason uh, really gel because you've seen this team for a long time, and this looks like one of the closest pioneer teams I've seen. Yeah, what's so strange about that is that there's so many underclassmen. Um, you know, it's it's not a, you know, a, an upperclassman sort of built uh, team, and usually that's where you see so much of that camaraderie. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. They um, uh, they get these guys back for that. Uh, I, get the, I think they call it the the pro training week or weekend and it, it's yeah, so yeah. much fun to go down there you got you got so many former pioneers guys that are playing in europe or russia or um you know in the in the e and the a all kind of all over the place and, and of course the guys in the nhl and it is just so much fun to see uh you know some of the some of the college kids you know jump out there with them and then realize man i am not quite as good as i need to be yet and Troy, yeah, Troy De- Terry is just a horrible example because he, I mean, he can just <laughs> stick handle in a phone booth, you know. Well, right, and 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 even when they're in that situation where it's a, I don't want to say it's a relaxed situation because it's not. They're getting ready for a season. Um, those guys are playing at the pro ranks, even compared to college. That's a jump, and when you're playing with that, pra- even practicing with those that type of NHL player, um, you realize not just the, 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 the difference in the, in the skill level, the speed as well, because they'll, those pro guys don't want to be embarrassed by the college guys either. So it's not like they're, they're mailing it in. Yeah. And then on top of that, there's always, you know, uh, you know, penalties that rarely are called or, you know, if you drill a guy, that's probably not a good idea if he's on a million dollar contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. So 
I, I ask this to every guest we have on, Jay, but uh, the parody in college hockey this year has been second to none in my eyes. And I know Paul says, says the same thing, but you've seen it now 20 plus years. Um, parody ever been better in college hockey? You know, I think this year was, uh, I think, a, a good example of the results of, of having that fifth year for guys returning on, on top of the transfer portal. Um, and I think the transfer portal is, is, you know, is here to stay for at least for a while. Um, so I don't see it going anywhere um, for a while. And then you got a team like Michigan that has seven number one draft picks, you know, which is, you know, you never know with those guys, if they're going to go one year or two year and, 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 you know, that that's kind of where this parody is built in. I mean, you know, some of these teams like, like Western Michigan and, and St. Cloud, I mean, they've got guys that are, you know, showing up with a minivan and three kids and they're, you know, probably 29 <laughs> by now. Uh, the Nikita Wilsons of college hockey, basically. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I think that's where you're seeing the parody is that um, it, it had kind of started with the collective uh, collective bargaining agreement years ago after the lockout, because, you know, you've, you've got that the great equalizer or some of these teams were able to get these, guys to that fourth year um and and other programs uh, you know lose everybody uh, after a year or two um and the new hope now is you know you get a really good player uh, for three years and you know that's what happened with us this year with, with bobby brink um i mean north dakota was in my opinion the, the most talented team in college hockey two seasons uh, in a row um you know going into the into the pandemic uh, that year uh, in March, uh, they, I thought they were the, they were going to be the team to, to win it. And, and then the next year they almost all come back uh, because of, of the pandemic. And, and sure enough, not, not able to get it done and still wasn't really a, a normal season, if you will. Um, but this year, you know, they're, they're filling in the gaps with, you know, fifth year goaltenders transfers and, and, you know, it, it's a hard thing to do, but I think that's where you're seeing teams, being able to be competitive uh, rather than having, you know, uh, those years or those seasons where it's uh, uh, we got to wait for our guys to get older. We got to wait for a couple more, you know, you can get, you can fix problems immediately now. Well, it used to, I mean, you still have to have a certain amount of balance in your lineup, but um, now it's just harder to predict, not just because of, uh, of, guys leave for the NHL, but because of the transfer portal. Um, Absolutely. I mean, that transfer portal, um, and uh, I made a bad joke the other day. I said, you know, I put myself in the transfer portal, and I end up broadcasting a Harvard-Yale football game from 1937. Listen, I would have been down for that. (laughs) It kind of scares me. Like, where's this transfer portal taking me? Uh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so so let me ask you about calling games in the NCHC because everybody uh, except uh, the East Coast and the Big Ten say NCHC hockey is the best conference in college hockey. I believe it. I think Paul believes it. Um, we know a lot of people believe it. But what's it like to call those games game in and game out? Well, you know, it's strange. Obviously, coming from the WCHA, um, you know, especially in the years, I think when I first started, when there was only, uh, I believe there was only eight or nine teams, might have been 10 uh, when I started in 2000. 
And then later on, they added um, Bemidji State and uh, Miami. Uh, no, no, Omaha. Sorry, Omaha. But uh, yeah, it was like, man, every every game was ri- r- ridiculous. And, you know, you just knew going into every season, you want to try to sweep at home and split on the road. And it, it was, you know, every single game was a battle. And it's the same way with this. Um, you know, for the last couple seasons, there's been uh, one or two teams that have significantly uh, trailed the pack. But, man, there are five or six teams every single season that if they can just make the tournament has a chance to beat anybody. Well, and we've seen that uh, over the last five or six years because if nothing else, Duluth just never goes away. No, Duluth, it's, it's, it's March and April. It's like the, the, the last team you want to play in March and April. And, and uh, North Dakota in years past has been kind of the same thing. It's almost like they, they come out of their Christmas break and they say, okay, now it's time to play hockey. Uh, see, I equivocated, equivocate it to a vampire. There's just not enough garlic or <laughs> enough wooden steaks to get them to, to, to make them is go it, away. It's just unbelievable. Is it the Twilight, like, vegetarian? I, I, uh, I don't know. I just, it... I'm thinking Bella Lugosi and, okay. and that stuff. Uh, Twilight, I don't even know what the Twilight. What is yeah, that? yeah. No, that, that's like the it. younger, sexier vampires that don't actually have human blood. <laughs> you know, it's kind of uh, like, like having an electric car, I guess. I don't know. The, the study into vampires. I love it. Okay, so let me ask you, as long as we're on that topic of Minnesota Duluth, was there any doubt in your mind uh, you know Scott Sandlin. I, I'm a, a Minnesota Duluth alum, and I know Scott pretty well. And um, there was no way that he was going to take a chance on uh, being high enough in the pairwise to get into the tournament, but then not being above 500, in my estimation. Uh, so he knew he had to win one of these two games this last weekend. Yeah, and and that's going to be such an interesting battle with St. Cloud again. You know, basically. They, they they played those two makeup games on, on those back-to-back Tuesdays, and then they have last weekend. Now they're playing again. It's almost like a NHL playoff series at this point. And, um, you know, those two teams were, you know, two of the bigger contributors also to, you know, the the Olympic teams. And I think that experience for the players that, that came back is, is going to be uh, so huge for them down the stretch. And it's probably also – uh, part of the reason that that some of those teams in the NCHC, you know, might have lost some games is, you know, they were either out out without their coach or without a couple of their best players. By the way, I'm all for these Tuesday games. By the way, I mean, you might not be, but I am all for them. <laughs> I don't. I just don't think the ratings on Tuesday night for radio are that good. Well, they might not be, but that gives me something to watch on Tuesday nights, and that's just, <laughs> it's all about me, Jay. I don't know about uh, yeah. I know, I get it, I get it. I I watch Real Housewives of Orange County too. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm I'm all for the pod that gave us games every night. Uh, I'm in. That's oh no, that's, I'm just I'm just so excited to to be traveling with the team and, and being around everybody this year. I mean, last year I was broadcasting games in a conference room and. Off a of television where half the time that the feed would lock up, so you'd have to kind of make it up as you went. <laughs> well, it's like recreation days in baseball when they first started having games on the radio. It really was like that. Like you'd be, you know, some guy be carrying the puck behind the net, and all of a sudden the feed would would freeze, and you're still <laughs> having to pretend that he has the puck. <laughs> so speaking of uh, following the guys and being with the guys again on the road and and everywhere. Um, 
one of the guys that came in, Cameron Wright, uh, and I had a chance to visit with him a couple different times. And not only is he a really good kid, but I was shocked um, at how much vetting Denver and, and Coach uh, Carl did about him before they would go uh, bring him in as a grad transfer. He's worked out sensationally, but did that surprise you that they would go in such deep vetting to get him? Well, I mean, whatever his, you know, FBI or Mossad background was that <laughs> brought it in. I mean, the numbers it's, themselves were obviously phenomenal that he had at Bowling Green. Uh, he kind of gave them, you know, one of those really you know big forwards that they're usually lacking because most of their forwards in the past have always been these super skilled, super fast, you know, guys that are, you know, five, nine on a phone book. And uh, Cameron Wright was, you know, big, big kid. And um, you know, gets his, a lot of his goals from those, you know, dirty areas as they like to call it. And, um, it, it was, it was, it was amazing though, because there were so many guys they likely could have brought in, but they were so confident in their incoming class that they didn't want to, you know, lose a guy simply by telling him he had to go to the juniors for another year and, and bring in a, and bring in a transfer. So, you know, Denver definitely did it. Um, you know, he's, he's the only guy they, they brought in. Um, and, uh, Ryan Barrow, uh, last year's captain was, was the only, uh, senior that came back for a fifth year that, that they essentially, uh, kept. So it was, uh, kind of, you know, like I said, every team was, is doing it a little bit differently this, these days. And, uh, Denver, you know, just really liked who they had, uh, coming in. Well, that, that, um, brings me to this question since we're kind of jumping all over the place. And we've mentioned some of the other teams. Um, you could definitely uh, attribute some of the slow start to being such a young team. Now they kind of got to start and do that all over again. And when you look at especially their defense, these guys have never been in this situation before. Because they're basically yeah, their I mean, the defensemen are all sophomores and freshmen. Yeah, no, it's um... – it's uh that was sort of the concern for the for the whole season was these really you know talented uh, so many of these guys are you know the puck handling skating carried in defensemen but yeah i mean it's there's going to be a lot of uh a lot of inexperience when it comes to these big games and you you know you go against some of these teams that that are loaded with juniors and seniors but um you know so far and at least in today's college hockey world uh you know, some of these sophomores already feel like, you know, they're already captains on some of these teams. Um, so, so, you know, uh, you get to the end of your sophomore year and, you know, maybe you've played 60, 70 games and, and you don't, you don't get uh, locked up in the big moment. Okay. Let me ask you this, uh, a little word association here. If I give you a name, you tell me what comes to mind for you. Shy you sound Boone. like my shrink. <laughs> Well, Scott probably should borrow yours. I mean, I don't know oh. about that, but. Uh, how about yeah. this? Shy Booyo. She always says there's no wrong answer, and there always is a wrong answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shy Booyum. Boy. Can I, get, I get one word, right? No, you can ah, have as many words as you four. want. Come on. Oh, as many words as you want. This, I just want to know what you think when I say the word shy boom, because I tell you in a second what I think of him. Two words, by the way. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say um, 
size and skill, a size and skill and huge upside potential. Yeah, I, I echo that, but I also say from day one till now, maturity and experience because man, oh man, has DC put him in a role to either fall flat on his face or succeed? Yeah, I'd say the same thing about Sean Barron's. I mean, he's only a freshman. He runs the power play and leads the team in points. And, you know, uh, I, I, he's it's not that fast of a skater. I, I don't think he has, you know, uh, great wheels. But, I mean, as a freshman, he, he just seems to always be in the right place and make the right decision. Here's the interesting part about that. People have asked me this weekend – about Denver's success, and I've answered probably six emails today uh, regarding it, and nobody realizes, or at least the people that have talked to me, that Sean Barron's and Auntie Tuomisto didn't play this weekend. No, they didn't play the whole weekend, you know, and I, I think they, they're listed as week to week, so, uh, you know, one or both of them might be back this weekend, or they may they may hold them out even longer if they feel they can win. Uh Here's the, the kinds of, of guys that I like. Uh, you are obviously much closer to the team than I am. Uh, who are the underrated guys on this team? Oh, well, I think it's the guys that don't show up a lot on the stat sheet, but, you know, do all those little things or a million little things. I look at a guy like Kyle Mayhew. He's, you know, this five foot seven defenseman who has, um, I'd say in the last 10 or 12 games, is he's been one of the best players on the ice almost every single night. Um, you almost, you, you hear very little about Kyle Mayhew, especially nationally. Um, and, and then there, there's the guys like Justin Lee and Connor Capone that are, are, you know, the probably the two most physical guys on the team. Capone is, is the, the instigator type that you love to have and hate to play against. Um, you know, and I mean, those, those are some of the guys um, that, that kind of come to mind that do so many of these things that nobody you know, sees much about Ryan Barrow is a perfect example of that great penalty killer, you know, selfless, relentless energy. But, you know, as a fifth year senior, you just get to expect that from him. So, you know, you don't mention Ryan much because he's just doing Ryan's thing, which is those things I just talked about. I'll give you one more name. How about Auntie Tuomisto all year? Uh, last year, uh, people were talking about him as being this great defenseman. And uh, he's gotten better, but you just never hear his name called. And he's always on the ice, and he's always doing the right thing. Well, and, and again, some of these guys, you know, because they're they're very high draft picks. I mean, Tuomisto's second rounder, um, high second rounder to Detroit. And, you know, and, and they have these expectations that come with them. And then last season was, was such a, you know, for lack of a better term, just some sort of a – a mess where, you know, especially for freshmen trying to develop to get stronger. Um, he's been that much better this year. And, um, you know, I, I think he, he's the kind of guy who's going to continue to get bigger. Um, he already has the, you know, the, the stick and the puck skills. Um, I think it's just, just him learning the game a little bit more, but obviously the talent is there and, you know, he's, he's a guy you count on uh, in big moments. All right, okay, so, so that, 
Go, go ahead. ahead, Scott. No, because you know me. I go all over the place. So you go ahead. <laughs> so do I. So do I. Yeah, but... I'll talk about the baseball lockout. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, okay. Well, I mean, we could do that, too. Oh, well, let's podcast. not even go there because there'll be. Right. Uh, yeah, there's, there, that's a whole topic for two days. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, this is as close as I've been to the Pioneers, um, Jay, in a long time. Uh, I used to, when I covered North Dakota hockey back in 05, 06, 07, 08, uh, I knew him a little bit, but uh, being close to this program right now, there's two things that come to mind. Um, very businesslike and very close to the vest. Uh, occasionally, I'll get David to tell me a few things off the record or or smile or crack a, crack a joke. Like this week, I asked him about uh, not allowing Colorado College to score this weekend, and he said, yeah, but remember, I wasn't on the bench for the first two games, so I'm sure they're going <laughs> to yeah. score a couple of times. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it, is that typical Denver Pioneers hockey? Oh, you know, it's funny. I, th- I think you know, there's a lot of fun to be had with this group. I, th- I think that's a, a, some you know part of David's personality when it comes to like you know dealing with the press and and, and you know he was thrown into that you know, position, obviously, at such an unbelievably young age, you know, at that age, I was still saying, you know, paper or plastic, man. And, um, <laughs> yeah, right. He, uh, you know, so, you know, it's, it's just dealing with the, you know, with the, with the press and, but, you know, in real life, I mean, he's a, you know, he's got a great sense of humor. All the assistant coaches do. I mean, Dallas Ferguson is, is, is just classic. I mean, you could literally hang out with him for like, you know, eight hours at a time and not stop laughing. Um, but yeah, it's a good group. Um, and you know, with you being in North Dakota from 05 to 07, I mean, that was like, you know, pretty much the, the heart of the, the rivalry, if you will. I mean, it was, you know, from about 2002 to 2009, it was a bloodbath, uh, between the two programs. And now, you know, you, you know, in, in a good way or a bad way, I don't, I don't know. It just, you just don't feel that anymore. Okay. So, Here's the question I have for you, because, um, like I said, I like to pick people's brains, and I'm kind of new to this college hockey thing. It's only I hope been you brought a mining lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I did. Um, over the years, a, a player or two that has been your favorite uh, in a Denver uniform, and not necessarily the best players, your favorite, and. Not, or not that I really want to get you in trouble because maybe you don't want to answer that, but uh, some guys not wearing the Denver uniform that you looked forward to or, and, and, and kind of like, I can't wait to watch this guy because – or deal with this guy. Yeah, no, I mean, it's – you know, with on the Denver side, I mean, so many players have, you know, have been – seems like every class there's always like one or two guys that I'm right. – you know, I get really close to and, and – ironically most of the times it isn't the top players or right. you know the top five or whatever you know it's been you know it was it was just a lot different but my first four or five years I, I kind of felt like I was on an extended college so you know I went out with a lot of the guys and stuff and um, you know and I got you know really good relationships with those guys and then kind of after that it you know I just don't hang out with them right um, it really in a social way much um, so you know, it, it, it's tough to tell, but I, you know, as far as pioneers that I, that I've loved to watch over these years or, you know, and combined with them personally, I mean, guys that, that jumped to mind for, you know, for me were 
uh, you know, guys like Ryan Caldwell, who, who was the captain on the 0304 season, mm-hmm. you know, um, Adam Burkle, uh, Greg Keith, um, and then guys like Gabe Gauthier. Um, Matt Carl was possibly the best player I ever saw for Denver, but then I looked at the magistry of, of Henrik Borgstrom, and Borgstrom was probably the most fun guy I ever saw play for Denver. Um, and right behind him was Troy Terry. I mean, those two guys were just unbelievably fun to watch um, and also really good guys. I mean, Joey Lelegia was one of the best pioneers uh, players, I thought, and we got all four years out of him. Um, and that's been another big difference. Like when I first started, just about everybody went four years. And, uh, you know, now, you know, the best guys are, you know, two years or three years, and you just don't get that kind of relationship with them. Um, and then on the other side, I, I, I always tell people the two best college hockey players that I ever saw, um, and it's, maybe it's three now, but I, I would have to say Danny Heatley, uh, the, first, the first two years that I started, he was, it was his two years at Wisconsin. And, yeah, he would go an entire period, you never say his name. And then whenever Danny decided to play, it, it, was, <laughs> it was just Danny's game. Um, and then obviously he had a huge NHL career as well. But Danny Heakley, and then the same thing with Thomas Vanek. When Vanek played for the Gophers on those national championship teams, same way. I mean, there'd be periods where it looks like he didn't care at all. And when, when he wanted to, he could just do whatever he wanted on the ice. Um, and then Zach Parisi, same thing. When he was at North Dakota, he was, you know, pretty much unstoppable. Un, uh, Although the, the, the best line I've ever seen still is probably that line of Ryan Duncan with TJ Oshie and um, Jonathan Taves. I mean, <laughs> they, would, they would come out on the ice and, and you would literally be like, man, if we could hold these guys to four goals tonight, we have a chance. <laughs> Ah, uh, well, at least you yeah. got one Islander in there, Scott. I was I was hoping for a Matt Donovan <laughs> or a Scotty Mayfield, but uh, at least he oh, got and Donovan one. was just just hilarious. I mean, again, Donovan and Mayfield just went two years each, right? Um, and so it's tough, you know. I mean, I, I love those guys, and I still see them when they come back. Really proud of Mayfield because he was in the minors for a long time, yep. um, kept battling it out, and now has had a very substantial and significant NHL career, and and the Islanders are good. Yeah. Plus, I, I had to get that mention in, Scott. Yeah, I knew you did. I have to occasionally drop that yeah. in there. Not all the time, but occasionally. Yeah. Okay. I mean, then I'm gonna you, you, I'm gonna get my Minnesota reference in. Uh, Jay, I asked uh, Bobby Brink when I talked to him two weeks ago. I said, um, you know, you've got 36 assists at this point. Uh, do you remember a guy named Neil Broughton? And his got his eyes got big, and he got a big smile on his face. He goes, "Oh yeah, <laughs> he's a Minnesota legend." I said, "Well, 1979." he had 50 assists. Can you catch him? And he looked at me and he said, um, I haven't thought about that. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, he's got I mean, 39 a, now, right? You know, um, yeah, he probably ha- didn't want to do the math that quickly. Um, but I, <laughs> Scott. I, yeah, that's, that's a lot. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's funny for some of these guys when they hear these names and they're like, yeah, that was my dad's favorite player. You know, yeah. that was my uncle's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and then, then I, obviously a guy like Paul Stasny, um, who I used to see around a lot when uh, he was with the Avalanche. I mean, he was just a great story. Um, 
you know, when they're playing for the hometown team and, and doing so well. And, and that's, you know, it's so great to see Logan O'Connor playing so well for the abs. And, you know, so it, it is great when we have local guys that, that end up playing for the, the local pro team. All right. I'm going to let you go on two final ones. The first one is uh, you kind of alluded to it with the guys that uh, may leave early. Um, Carter Savoy, Bobby Brink, uh, anybody else that could possibly go early? Yeah, this is so far above my pay grade. <laughs> I'm trying to raise uh, your pay grade, Jay. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, you ought to just start at a dollar store. Um, I would say most of the times when I am absolutely convinced a guy is coming back, he doesn't. And then every now and then uh, a guy will come back and you're like, wow, how did that happen? Um, I, I, I would literally be, I would fall over. Um, with excitement and joy and, and general uh, exuberance if Bobby Brink came back. Um, but I, I have a better chance probably of dunking on Shaq. <laughs> uh, how much of it do you, th- just to piggyback, because I know, like I said, I, we're, we we probably already kept you more than you expected. How much of it do you think? I didn't want to do the laundry e- either way. Well, yeah, I don't blame you for that either. Um, yeah. Depends on whether or not they win a national championship. You know, I, I, I'd like to think that plays a huge role. Um, uh, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's a different world. These guys have their representatives, or I can't call them agents. It's something else now, right? Um, <laughs> Advisors. And then, you know, where I get a little confused is I, I, I'm not great at knowing a team's minor league system. So I just take the NHL team, and I'm like, oh, they're stacked. They don't need him. Um, or they're horrible. They need him, right? But, it, it you know, so often it – has nothing to do with the immediate need. Um, so I don't know. I mean, the, I, I, I understand that if I was 20, 21 years old and someone offered me $850,000 uh, and you're living your dream of playing in the NHL, I mean, it'd be pretty hard uh, not to go. Um, however, over all these years, I have seen so many pioneer players leave early that never made it to the show. And that's, and that's where it's disappointing. That's where it's like you left early and you never got out of the E. Um, those are the situations that are that are more difficult. I'd leave for eight hundred and fifty dollars. Forget about eight hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> right, right. And again, you know, I mean, I, you know, when I was twenty, I'd, I probably would have left for a Chick Fil A coupon. <laughs> so yeah, so I. That's the part I can't predict, and, and then you know, the, you can't underestimate the power of that NHL dream. You oh, know, no. I mean. And, and I used to think yep. it was just, you know, hey, they, they want to stay for a national championship. And that's absolutely true. But it's it, it's it's going to be hard. I would put Carter Savoy at a 50-50, literally as a coin toss. Um, but the people that really know probably will tell me it's more one way or the other. Yeah, I would. I, I'm not privy to those conversations, nor do I want to be. No. I know I want uh, I, them all back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll tell you what my gut feels like. Um, when Bobby Brink looks at Philadelphia, he's going like, "Oh, really? <laughs> there? <laughs> Can I just keep playing for the Pioneers?" Well, um, I, I think he's played um, a vital role this year, and I think next year can be even a bigger role. I'm not sure he's ready to. Uh, he's ready physically and mentally and ready to be an NHLer, but I think he's enjoying life right now. Uh, I know he is living with uh, with uh, Cole Gutman, and I know Cole will be yeah. gone, but who knows? 
Uh, Carter, though, that, that's a different story because um, Edmonton needs a little help. And a sniper like like Carter Savoy, uh, goodness well, gracious, he could kid. really help them. You know, he's an Alberta kid. and uh, Exactly. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of the, you know, the tweets and the, and, and the local radio and stuff that, you know, they're, hey, you know, bring him on now and, and, and whatever. But, you know, I'm not an NHL scout or general manager my my theory is always like why don't you have him play for free uh, until you're ready to bring him up um but you know i mean all these guys could get better or bigger at something um the problem with the collective bargaining agreement as you know is that after that third year you know if they don't sign him after that third year then it's like you know we might lose this guy after a senior year yeah Um, doesn't always happen it happened like perfect example was when will butcher came back and won the hobie for denver his yep. senior year won a national championship and end up signing with the New Jersey Devils because the Avalanche, you know, didn't sign him after his junior year. I think it turned out all right though. For yeah. So that's a perfect example. And also a great example of a guy that coming back for that fourth year made such a difference. Exactly. Okay. Let you go on this one for everybody that's listening. Uh, let them know about the, uh, the Denver, the Colorado hockey climate, because I'm experiencing it. Uh, you know, as I have since the end of September, pretty much. And, and I'm just uh, thrilled to see what's happening here. But um, there's a chance, Jay, that you could have an uh, NHL Stanley Cup champion, an AHL Calder Cup champion, and an NCAA champion. How good is hockey in Colorado? Yeah, you know, and it's, and it's so strange because I, I kind of balance that with, um, you know, there are years where Air Force is really good and, 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 and the years before where, where CC was uh, unbelievably good and, and going to frozen fours and winning Hobie Bakers and stuff. And I, I really think that that's the only thing that's lacking right now is just, just getting, you know, those programs um, kind of back to where they were. Air, Air Force is obviously a different animal. I mean, uh, they play in Atlantic hockey and, and, you know, recruiting and, and the commitment and all those things. And, and, and Frank Saratori is, is still one of the great, great um both coaches and characters in in uh college hockey and for sure and literally the best interview i ever did if i only could mute it during parts that i couldn't <laughs> put on the air um well listen but he, uh, he's only one question yeah i know i i just i just think that uh, you know i mean the calder thing too i mean god it just it just shows you how deep the avalanche are right now and the Avalanche are in a strange position. I mean, it's like they have been so good. I don't think anybody in this town is going to accept anything other than raising the Stanley Cup with the possible exception of it getting to the finals and losing. I think anything less than than those two things, um, people are going to be uh, extremely dumbfounded and disappointed uh, because of the talent and the success that the Avalanche have had, not only this season, but the, but the last two before then. Yeah, very well said. Jay, thanks for spending some time with us on a Sunday night. Um, I know you didn't want to be shoveling your doing laundry. It kind of shows you where my social life is right now, you know? (laughs) Exactly. You know? See, if we had done this on a Tuesday, I would have been fine. Yeah, well, listen, imagine I got to deal with Scott twice a week, every week, so. Well, it's it's just good to watch him try to drive out here. You just try to stay at least 200 yards behind him. Stop it. At least. Stop it. Uh, I love it. Uh, Jay Stickney, thanks for spending some time with us tonight on College Hockey Southwest Live. Uh, hey, I'll see you this me. weekend, buddy. We'll, uh, thanks, we'll talk about what's going on with uh, 
Miami and Denver as the NCHC playoffs get underway. Uh, for the team with the Penrose Cup, that's the shiniest and realest. Yeah, I think we got the real one. I can't prove that yet, but that's what I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I will too. All right. Thank you, Jay. We appreciate it. Paul and I will be back in about two minutes to uh, wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Live. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Absolutely. Jay. best college hockey conference ready for you wherever you are however you want to watch your favorite team is on nchc.tv on your phone tablet or stream to your tv subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv if it's nchc hockey it's on nchc.tv Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. As you plan your next trip, or perhaps your first trip in a while, Drury Hotels has over 150 locations to help you travel happy again. Winners of 16 consecutive J.D. Power Awards for guest satisfaction, Drury Hotels treats you right. Free hot breakfast and happy hours, 24-hour fitness and business centers, as well as more than enough Wi-Fi bandwidth to take care of all your connectivity needs. Whether you're traveling for business, catching a hockey game, or just trying to reconnect with cozy moments, 
Drury Hotels have the location and amenities you need when looking for a place to stay. Call 1-800-DRURY-IN or go to druryhotels.com and book your stay today. Drury Hotels, where our home is your home. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Live. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from a very snowy Centennial, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein from about uh, 10 feet under sea level in uh, on Long Island, New York. Almost slipped up on Long Island, New York. Uh Paul, um, you know that you know the drill. Every time we have a guest on, and and uh, I hear something, you hear something. What do you hear from Jay Stickney tonight? Well, I, you know me. I love the institutional knowledge. I love hearing about the guys that and 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 the and the the times before uh, we got into this, or I got into this. You know, which is obviously very recent compared to most of the guests that we have on, you know, the last, uh, basically, for lack of a better term, the ASU era of college hockey. And I like to get, hear from those guys that have been around a while and, and, and can give me a flavor of, of how things were uh, and how things have been and how things have changed. Um, you know, besides watching – old YouTube videos of brawls between Wisconsin and, and <laughs> North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Um, besides that, um, you know, and getting the different perspectives, you know, we get that the, the green and white perspective from, from Eddie and we get that perspective here from Jay tonight on Denver and, and so forth and so on. And, and, and I like to get that because I don't really have any other way of getting it. So I love that. Yeah, well said. Um, I like putting them on the spot. <laughs> well, by the way, Jay is also a realtor, and he puts me on the spot all the time because he wants me to buy a house. He thinks I should have bought a house the first minute I stepped in the state. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, well. that's his realtor thing. But I love Jay. He's uh, he's become a very good friend, uh, very knowledgeable about Denver hockey. And the tradition here runs deep. Um, Absolutely. Uh, it, it's just unbelievable. And uh, you, you always wonder every year, I've been close to two programs now, Paul, that have been like this North Dakota in, in 05, 06, 07 in that area uh, with uh, Taves, Oshi, Duncan, uh, just go down the list. And uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, my parallel is this Denver team because North Dakota was deep. I thought they were only three lines deep as opposed to Denver being four lines deep this year. Um, the goaltending was about the same. And I'll tell you right now, Paul, uh, my eyes told me that Matt Davis is going to be a star in this league um, it, sooner rather than later. Uh, he is just a solid goaltender who is so calm. Uh, he's nearly as calm as Alex Schilling. And you know what I think of Alex? Well, listen, I mean, you know, you, 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 it's, it's kind of the rite of passage, so to speak. You know, you, you, you play uh, as a freshman, especially goalie. There's only, there's only one net. You can only play one goalie at a time. Uh, most teams have a number one. And, uh, you know, and, and, and that's no different at Denver. 
Um, if Magnus Cronus stays, doesn't you know move up, uh, maybe you see a little bit more of a split in terms of the number of games next year. But for right now, you know it is what it is. It's 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 Cronus net, and uh, you know experience counts when 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 you're when you're in these types of situations. And even though their D is really, really good and but really, really young, to at least you know, and you know the the the, the number of games matters. Um, I like Jay said, I'd be shocked if it's not Krona in the net this next weekend. But he also has to know that you know if you're not on your game, it matters and. Uh, the coach has a guy he can go to uh, if need be. So, Okay, let's quickly run down what's going on in NCHC playoff hockey. Um, number one, Denver, is going to host right. Miami in a right. best of three, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday if necessary. Right. Number two, North Dakota, is going to get Colorado College for, two, or for three games, possibly. Best yeah. of three, I should say. And... Uh, I think from what I saw from Colorado college in the third period of that game last night, I think they felt something. I think uh, the previous five periods against uh, Denver, maybe even more, they, uh, they looked like they were, they felt like they were overmatched, but they outshot Denver pretty good, almost two to one that third period last night. And uh, they, they felt like they could do some damage and, Boy, North Dakota better not overlook them because you know Chris Mayotte, and I can tell you this week when I go down there, um, there's going to be preparation beyond belief for uh, a best-of-three series. Well, listen, when you have a best-of-three, the first game is obviously key, and that's usually the game that the underdog has the best chance of taking is that first game, especially on the road. So I think that's where uh, CC has the best chance to do damage. Uh, those other two series that we haven't gotten to yet, uh, we'll talk about those in a second. But, um, you know, Denver will be prepared. Um, and, you know, they're just going to have to keep firing pucks on net because, you know. Ludwig Pearson is Ludwig a goal Pearson <laughs> has stolen a lot of games this year. I think they're going to have to get him moving. They're going to have to beat him side to side if they're going to if they're going to beat him that way. Um, okay, so, and the other two series. This is let me just throw this out to you. Um, the frozen faceoff is going to end up without either Duluth or without Saint Cloud, right? And it's going to end up without Western or without Omaha. Man, it, it, that is those are four teams that you just kind of expect we're going to be there or close to there. And oh. now because of the way the things played out this year, um, two of those four teams aren't going to be there. Well, the, the odds are the two of those four teams weren't going to be there in the first place. Cause you kind of expected Denver and North Dakota to be there uh, in the, in that frozen face off. Uh, but those two series, if I said to you, um, you know, you know, your left arm or your right, you know, pick you or whatever arm you want to lose uh, to, 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 to pick the winner in that series, in either one of those series. 
would would it absolutely surprise you if Omaha went to Western and won? No. Would it and obviously Western's playing at home and and it wouldn't you know they are the favorite so it's not a but and St. Cloud and, and Duluth. I mean, go ahead. I mean, just pick the pick the pick the winner out of a hat because that's as good as anything else you're going to see. Uh, they're playing at St. Cloud, so that's advantage St. Cloud. But you know, get your garlic ready there, uh, Huskies, and let's go. <laughs> yeah, I I, I think uh, I look at two things uh, like you just alluded to. Western has got a great home ice advantage, but this is the playoffs, and they're favored, and they're at home. And uh, you tense up, Omaha will beat you. Uh, so that's one thing. And same thing about Duluth playing at St. Cloud State. That's a big ice surface. It obviously favors the team that, that plays there all the time, which is St. Cloud State. But, man, oh, man, it's, uh, it's Brett Larson at St. Cloud State against Scott Sandlin. <laughs> that, that's a matchup that uh, I don't care how many times you play it, it's always going to come out close. Oh yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing, and it'll be, you know, especially those two particular series. I think will be very very competitive, right from the start. I like I said, I don't think anybody would be surprised one way or the other if any of those teams won, and that's what you kind of like going into playoff series. You know, you want you want there to be drama. So uh, just like there's drama now in the pairwise. Uh, after tonight's results, uh, yeah. games today. <laughs> yeah. Oh okay. goodness. So, um, you know, yeah, that pairwise was... drama is going to continue up until Selection Sunday. Oh, I'm baby. sorry to say. I mean, you look at this, and this is you. I mean, oh, Penn State uh, came out and 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 upset Ohio State at Ohio State, and the, that just dropped Ohio State firmly on the bubble now. Oh, like it a lead balloon that dropped. Unbelievable <laughs> how close that that second tier of eight teams are, or that second tier of ten teams are. Um, you know, UMass got beat twice this week by Boston College, giving Northeastern that conference champ, you know, regular season. But oh, by the way, Northeastern celebrated like champs. Well, they <laughs> I, saw the, I know. I, I saw the videos. That, that was awesome. Um, and and, and uh, by the way, Northeastern is still uh, below UMass and the pairwise. Now, listen, we still have all these conference tournaments to go. But, I mean, it is, it is absolutely, absolutely insane. Um, start, you know, with Duluth at 11 and UMass right behind them and Lowell right behind. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, it, it kind of it's narrowed down a little bit. Maybe 20 and 21 Merrimack and UConn uh, aren't, don't really have a chance unless they win the conference tournaments. But uh, Providence at 5318, Omaha at 5326, Clarkson. Five three six three BU at sixteen in that total bubble spot at five three six eight Ohio State now down to fifteen at five three nine six uh, Northeastern uh, got a little bit of a gap there five four five seven in terms of the RPI and kind of how they 
got this. But it is unbelievable. The scramble now. Ohio <laughs> State basically went from being in to being completely on the bubble. And now they have to sit here and watch. Yeah, because that's they, the they, hardest they part. They have to sit there and watch because all of these other teams still get to play. Clarkson still gets to play. Omaha still gets to play. BU still gets to play. All those Hockey yeah. East teams get to play. And Ohio State's just got to sit there now. Yeah, and, and uh, also, uh, I think this is going to be the year that, that Big Ten or that, um, Big Ten conference championships are going to make a difference in the pairwise like never before. I think there's going to be some teams coming out of nowhere that are going to take take spots in the in the top 16 for the national tournament. Well, remember, it's got to be the top 15. Yeah, true. But uh, so. yeah, it's going to be it, it's going to be crazy. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, so I think we can say this now with certainty. You're going to go to West Point this weekend, aren't you? Well, I don't know. Is 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 uh, Jerry going to let me? <laughs> Not Jerry. <laughs> That's Dave at Air Force. But uh, um, their their well, Dave, SID that was I can't, there. I can't keep track. Okay, their their SID that was there. Phil is already gone. He's moved on from Air Force. So. They're scrambling in their uh, media department. Uh, I hear their full-time SID. That's what Dave told me on Wednesday, I think, was that the full-time SID is kind of running things now. But, yeah, we'll we'll get you in. If uh, if not, Coach Riley will carry you in. No, he won't. Not without, <laughs> not without a crane. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, Paul, Horns, Paul Hornstein is going to see Air Force and Army at West Hopefully. Point. Oh, what a thrill. I am so jealous Hopefully. of that trip. Uh, I, I think that's just going to be unbelievable, uh, especially with both teams having a week off to prepare. Uh, two great coaches, two great lineups, two great service academies, two great goaltenders. Where do I stop? Um, well, listen, yeah, I mean. It, it's uh, just so deep. It is so deep. The goal is to be there for the at least the first two games. I don't know about the, the, a possible third game because, uh, you know, I, I do. I'm like Jay. I do have to go to my job on Monday morning. <laughs> um, but, you know, un until somebody tells me I'm in, I'm not going to assume that I am, but I've prepared just in case. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get you in. Well, I'll, I'll take care of that part of it. Um, and then, uh, of course, uh, we have uh, Denver and Miami here, CC headed to uh, North Dakota. And let's not forget about the closing of Oceanside Ice Arena for NCAA play, at least with Arizona State hosting LIU. Big weekend for both LIU and, and Arizona State, but I think bigger for Arizona State because you want to win two games and finish not only on a high note, but finish at 500, correct? You want to finish at 500. You want to send your dozen or so seniors out the door with a winning feeling. Um, you know, uh, it's it's been a rough go here the last month of the season. And you don't want to you don't want to finish with that sour taste in your mouth. It's it's never going to be a good taste to just finish five hundred, but you 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 don't want to uh, end the season. You got all those you know, with, with that kind of sour taste in your mouth. You just don't. Yeah, absolutely. I do want to remind everybody as we say good night that uh, the uh, feature I did with Chad Demers at Air Force is up. I will tell people. Uh, until my last breath that this kid, uh, kid, he's 30 now or 31. Um, he is, uh, 
He is an inspiration and a motivation. When you sit down with him and you see that smile and that positiveness, and then you realize that he's got stage four brain cancer, you would never know it unless you peeked around the back of him and saw that the medical device that's implanted in his brain almost 24 hours a day. Um, goodness gracious, go watch the story. Uh, it's on our, our YouTube channel at Ice Time SW and on the website, IceTimeHockeySW.com. But thank you so much to uh, Chad and, and Dave Toller at Air Force for letting me do the story again. We had him on the podcast. That was great. But to see his face and to see his emotions and, and just to be sitting next to him, man, oh, man, I, I don't take selfies with, with many people, but that's one that I'm going to keep for a long time. Yeah, and, and we, you know, we've gone in, into this a little bit over the over the years. Uh, good for him for fighting the good fight. Um, his family is is uh, you know is is got a tough job, and um, you know, as I said to you earlier today, every day he beats the odds. Absolutely, take it away, my friend. All right, from the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style. Available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey, Drury Inns and Suites. Now an official Disney World Hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Worldwide, it's where the action is in the resort or in town. And by M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com and see which M Drive formula is for you. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and are available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store. Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask College Hockey Southwest Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Absolutely. Our thanks again to the voice of Pioneer Hockey and uh, the best realtor in Colorado, I'm told, uh, <laughs> Chase Stickney. Uh, check him out at uh, BricksDenver.com. Just go Jay at BricksDenver.com. Tell him uh, you're looking for a house and tell him that Ice Time Hockey Southwest sent you and uh, he'll fix you up. Um, big weekend. 
playoff hockey underway for all of our teams, except the Arizona State Sun Devils, unfortunately. But a big weekend for them as well as they will close down Oceanside for the NCAA hockey part of it. Paul and I will say good night with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. De Niro, good night, everybody. Good night.